This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Welcome, foodpreneurs, to episode number 11. It is important to get on the shelf, real or virtual. You know that already. It's there your consumers see your product. It's there that your product is promising to solve one of problems for them. It's your tomato sauce, the key to the perfect pasta. Or your granola will provide an awesome start to their busy day. Or your kombucha a better-for-you option to their 5 o'clock alcohol craving. You get the idea. But it's the next step that fascinates me more because it's far more complex getting your product picked up and put into your consumer's basket. How will you make that happen? In this episode, you're going to learn three promotions to entice your consumers to pick your product up off the shelf and put it in their basket. This episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford is brought to you by Foodpreneur's Formula, my business acceleration program for packaged food and drink brand brand owners ready to scale, and my free on-demand masterclass that gives you the frameworks to help you navigate your scaling journey. Hi, I'm Chelsea Ford award-winning food and drink business expert, head coach of the acclaimed program for women, Foodpreneurs Formula, and your host for this, the Foodpreneur Podcast. If you're a packaged food and drink business owner, tune in with me each week because I'm going to help you land more accounts, get in more consumer baskets, and help you put more money in your pocket for every product you sell. In each episode, I'm going to tap into my 30 years of experience leading sales, marketing and finance teams for big and small food and drink brands to give you coaching tips that will help you take your packaged food or drink business to new heights. I know what works and I know what doesn't. So I'm going to share with you industry tools and insider knowledge that are next to impossible for small businesses to access. And from time to time, I'll dive into my little black book to bring you interviews with hard to reach specialists who will help solve those pesky industry-specific problems like distribution that I know you've been losing way too much sleep over. So roll up your sleeves, foodpreneurs, because you're about to enter a no-fluff zone. I'm bringing my A-game so you can reach yours. No matter where you are, whether it's in your kitchen, coordinating your deliveries, or on your way to a buyer meeting, listen up because we're about to set the path for you to secure your next best stockist, increase your sales, and put more money in your pocket. This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Let's start by considering promotional idea number one to increase your sales. Improve the perceived value of your product. Move away from any commoditization and towards increasing your value. There was a saying I used to say to my team at Kellogg. It's kind of sort of related and I want you to think about it. And it is move from volume thinking to value thinking. And what I'm talking about with value is how to put more money in your pocket for every food and drink product you sell. I'm not talking about what you believe in. And before you scratch your head as to why I'm saying move from volume, I'm not saying velocity of sales is not important. What I am saying is make more margin for every product you sell. Profit, baby, profit. 
Consider this case study to help you increase product sales. People attribute more value to products they've helped create. The team at Betty Crocker proved this to be true. In the 1950s, the Betty Crocker brand was in crisis. They needed to sell more of their instant cake mixes. The product seemed like a winner. Just add water and you'll have a delicious cake ready to bake. But the sales struggled. They discovered the instant cake mix was too easy. Home bakers of the time felt it undervalued the skill of making a cake. So the team at Betty Crocker removed the powdered egg and asked bakers to add a fresh egg themselves. Here's what happened. When adding an egg, home bakers felt more involved in the process and the impact showed in their results. Sales of Betty Crocker's semi-instant cake mix went through the roof. The tactic, getting consumers to feel more involved, worked. Here's why. It's the IKEA effect. The IKEA effect tells us that people attribute more value to products they've helped create. HelloFresh, the most popular meal kit delivery service in the US, sends customers a recipe and ingredients for a delicious meal. Then customers use the kit to cook their dinner. Lego, on their open innovation platform, Lego Ideas, gives customers a chance to submit product ideas. The community then votes for their favourites and Lego produces the kits. Build-A-Bear, a customizable stuffed animal shop, allows children to co-create plush toys. Build-A-Bear has an eight-step personalization process. Choose me. Hear me. Stuff me. Stitch me. Fluff me. Dress me. Name me and take me home. Robbie of Redline Jones Granola, one of my many amazingly successful Foodpreneurs Formula member members, tells me that she encouraged her network of people to help her name her newest blends and said as a result the engagement was out of control. But Robbie would have out of control engagement. Her granola blends are personalities with names such as I am nuts, I am sassy, and I am gold. They're just brilliant, as is Robbie. Now let's move to promotional idea number two, to ensure your product is landing in more consumer baskets. And I want you to stay open to this idea, even for all my foodpreneurs who are scaling, because you know already that this is a good idea, but you don't know why. I was speaking to Christine, a buyer who owns five independent specialty grocery stores, and she told me, I can't support specialty producers who don't support me. What she meant was doing tastings. I choose interesting products, she told me, and I make way for them on the shelf. But to get them moving off the shelf, they must support my stores with sampling. Now, sampling has had a tough time over the past few years. Poor sampling. Sampling is a top of the marketing funnel activity to drive customer awareness and interest in your product. Amongst other things, it enables you to have an educational conversation to build the know, like, and trust factor with your consumers. Thankfully, for the most part, sampling is back on the table, and you're happy, right? Because you know when you sample, you sell product. That's what Christiana, or Christiana and Co., one of my many amazingly successful Foodpreneurs Formula members, 
experiences. When she samples her gluten-free cheesy bread, she sells out. Her product is in the freezer, so sampling is super important to drive awareness. And Helen of Healthy on the Inside Kombucha, also an amazingly successful Foodpreneurs Formula member, says when she samples, her sales increase by 90%. So how do you use sampling to get the products moving even when you're not in store and make good choices on what to sample? Here's four things to think about and a case study to help you set your sampling plan. First, start by budgeting for your samples and cover the costs in your pricing. Otherwise, you'll have unaccounted expenses and you won't know the true cost of your marketing activities. Secondly, have a natural filtration conversation process that your spidey sense uses to know who to spend more or less time with. I have a documented one for myself. It's very conversational and it works every time. My process helps me determine who is the right fit for me and my business. Thirdly, move quickly on from those who take, eat, and walk away. Don't waste your energy on them. Just keep focused on your goal. And fourthly, the latest research suggests that any more than six choices for people to make is overloading. But it is also really important to have choice because choice attracts consumers to browse but fewer choices gets them to buy. Here's some data to back that up. A research team set up a booth of jam samples. Every few hours, they would switch from a selection of 24 jams to six. When there were 24 jams, 60% of customers would stop to get a sample and 3% of these would buy. When there were six jams on display, Only 40% stopped. But here's the interesting part. 30% of these people bought jam. So let me do the maths for you on that in raw numbers to make it easier to picture it in your mind's eye. 24 jam one moment, six the next. Let's say 100 people were in the store and 60 stopped to set a sample, to get a sample, when there were 24 jams on display. Well, three of those people bought a jar of jam. Then when there were six jams on display, 40 people stopped to get a sample and 12 bought. So here's what I'm suggesting you do. Display less than 24 variables, but display choice of between three to six. This doesn't mean you have to have three to six brands or variants, but you need choice so your consumers can browse. Too much choice causes overwhelm and a confused mind never will buy. So how else can you drive promotion and pickability? That's a word coined by my guest last week, James Madden, when we were speaking about his product failures. He recognised he did not succeed in getting the shoppers to not just stop and look at his products, but to actually pick them up. And he called it pickability and subsequently inspired the name of this episode. Margins, pitching, systems, selling more products and putting more money in your pocket accelerates when you start investing in these three things. Getting your product into more consumers' hands isn't as easy as clicking your fingers, but it is as easy as following a formula that's purpose-built for you. You can cobble together elements of these independently of one another by grabbing free stuff. But Foodpreneur's formula is carefully crafted by me, 
a food and drink business expert for you. Its suite of sales, marketing and money resources all work together seamlessly so you, your advisors, partners or collaborators can focus on what really matters, your customers. With features like a margin calculator, you can turn uncertainty about your margins into assurances that you and your intermediaries will all make money from the get-go. You can even take your pitching skills next level by following my tried and tested script that will help you know what to say and coaching sessions to test your impact. Make more sales by having a food and drink scaling support crew at your fingertips with Foodpreneur's formula. If you want to land more accounts, get your product in more consumers' hands and put more money in your pocket, I'd love to coach you. Go to femalesinfood.com and get on the wait list for Foodpreneur's Formula. Our next enrolment opening is approaching really quickly. Spots are going to fill up, so put your name on the wait list at femalesinfood.com. So how else can you create pickability? and drive your consumer to take action and purchase. My third promotion suggestion that is super powerful and all too often overlooked by foodpreneurs is to build your authority. Authority establishes your competence and believability. People follow the lead of credible, knowledgeable experts. Science tells us that's important to signal to others what makes you a credible, knowledgeable authority before you make your influencing attempts. In social science, it's called signal theory. I did my master's in social science and I'm a lover of the social social sciences to help scale businesses. I'm also a massive fan of the author Robert Cialdini and his book Influence. I'll link it up in the show notes. Cialdini speaks of six ways to persuade. Sales and promotion are forms of persuasion. You have information that you're sharing with someone who doesn't have that information and needs it. So if you're the type of person who cringes at the idea of sales and selling, remember it really is nothing more than persuasion. If you are not on a nice edge with the outcome of your persuasive conversations, then you'll begin to really enjoy the act of persuasion and worry less about selling and being salesy when you know this. I strongly suggest you start to view selling as sharing of information that's helpful to someone else who needs or would genuinely benefit from what you're telling them. Let me tell you about Olivia and how she uses authority to persuade. Liv owns a nutritious and convenient baby food company, Nourishing Bubs. She's now in more than 800 Woolworths stores in the freezer section and Olivia is a member of Foodpreneur's Formula. Woolworths was Liv's first major retailer and her goal to stay on shelf required her to ensure consumer demand was strong. And that's not easy especially when you roll out your launch in the month of March 2020, just as a global pandemic hit and your product lives in the freezer section. That's tough. So how did Liv make sure the product got off the shelf into shopping baskets of her consumers and kept her weekly sales units high and continued week in and week out to delight Woolworths so nourishing bulbs stayed on the shelf? Well, let me tell you, Liv, by profession, is a paediatric dietitian and she uses that to her advantage. Liv engages time-poor parents and carers by giving talks and providing educational content on free webinars. These are promoted on both her social pages and on her website. Parents and carers need to register 
for free, of course, and they need a and they have a choice of webinar dates. She also goes live on her social pages and allows parents and carers to ask direct questions of her. And Liv also deepens the relationship with her customers by providing helpful recipes showing how to use her baby and toddler food products. Liv's target audiences are time poor, and she knows that. So she makes it easy to learn from her and puts them at ease. Liv is an authority on paediatric dietetics. Also, because people need to register for Nourishing Bub's free webinar, well, guess what? That's another opportunity to then retarget those customers now that they that you have their name and email address. All Nourishing Bubs has that detail, so you could do that too. I have a full interview with Liv in Kiosk for Women in Food and Drink, my free community. If you're looking for more details of Liv's marketing promotions funnel, join us in there. You'll find the link in the show notes. That's on Facebook. So over to you now. How can you drive engagement and get your target consumers involved in your product, your story and your activity, and increase your sales? Lots of examples and case studies outlined today for you to emulate. Those, again, are number one, getting people involved in what you create. Number two, supporting your stockists through sampling and tasting. And number three, building your authority. So what are you thinking you can do in the next week to get your product picked up by more consumers? Can you make time to call a stockist and arrange a series of tastings in their store? Or would you rather write a webinar and promote it to your consumers, asking them to register for free and then use your subject matter expertise to softly but authoritatively sell to them? Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and learned something that you will implement in your food and drink business right away. I'd like to ask you now to help me help more female foodpreneurs put more money in their pocket by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely, but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice. The more you tell me what you like, And the more momentum builds for Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford, the easier it will be for me to help women with packaged food and drink brands have more choice on how they can invest in their business, freedom to spend more time with their loved ones, and joy as they help even more people on their food journey. So thank you for taking a moment to do that and see you next week for another episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. Mm -hmm.